Welcome back to In Ohio Country Today podcast. And joining me now is Kathleen Carter. Dr. Carter is the Associate Professor of Exercise Science at Central State University under the Department of Agricultural and Life Sciences. Kathleen, thanks for joining us. Oh, glad to be here. Well, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to nutrition and exercise, especially for our ag community. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about yourself. Where did you come from, uh, where you grew up, your educational background, and how you landed at Central State University? Well, that's kind of a twisty, turny road, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I was born and raised in Houston, Ohio, uh, raised on a farm. And my initial undergraduate degree is in dietetics. I moved to upstate New York, uh, worked in a nursing home there as the uh, dietary supervisor, began to realize that a lot of the issues that individuals in nursing homes have is lifestyle related. So I decided to go back to school, uh, moved to Louisville, Kentucky, and got a master's degree in exercise physiology so that I could marry the two together. Uh, went to Georgia, lived there for 21 years, had my absolute dream job of uh, running a hospital-based wellness center. Once they shut that down, I decided a PhD was probably a good thing. So I went back to school again and uh, got a PhD in kinesiology with the concentration on motor behavior. And that is, you know, looking at how the body moves, um, how we can strengthen different things. Um, and from there, I moved back to Kentucky and taught at the University of Louisville for six years. Um, and now that my parents are getting older, I decided it was time to come home. So uh, Central State was just starting an exercise science program at the time. And so I came up here and began working in that program. Kathleen Carter is the Associate Professor of Exercise Science at Central State University. She's our guest this afternoon on In Ohio Country Today podcast. So Kathleen, growing up in Shelby County, a Houston girl, basically, uh, you grew up in a, in a rural lifestyle. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what things were like growing up in Shelby County. <laughs> growing up was actually a lot of fun. Um, we, there were four of us. I'm the third out of four kids. And, you know, mom would open the back door and that was the signal we were driving her crazy and we needed to get outside. <laughs> so I spent, <laughs> spent a lot of time um, outside. We had cows, we had horses, um, you know, lots of farm animals. Um, and to me, it was just an ideal way to grow up. We had 40 acres that we could run around on um, and a huge garden to work in and fresh fruit food to eat all the time. I mean, it was just a really, really wonderful way to grow up. Let's talk about that work ethic growing up in Shelby County and growing up on the farm and how that translated into your work ethic as far as going back to school and doing what you're doing today. Well, it, it, it seemed to me like we had a very healthy lifestyle growing up and it really wasn't anything we needed to think about. Um, you know, tomatoes were a dessert food for us or peaches were, you know, fresh peaches were a dessert food. And, and so the idea of fast food, prepackaged foods really did not come to me naturally. That kind of came after I got out of my undergraduate 
program and then the marrying of the nutrition and the exercise. You really, to be healthy, need both. You need to have good food, fresh food, uh, homegrown food if you can, and, you know, marry that with the exercise part of it to stay healthy and to stay as independent as possible. Um, it, it really is probably the best prescription you can have. You saw firsthand the work that's involved growing up on the farm. So you know that our ag community, they're active, but they're not necessarily doing the things that they need to do to stay healthy. Even from a nutritional standpoint, they may not be eating right because they're spending long times on the tractor or the combine. Uh, They may not be exercising right. They do other things to stay active. Before we get into some of the things that you can recommend for our farming community, we want to talk a little bit more about the nutrition side of things first. And you mentioned having that garden growing up and eating those fresh foods. One of the things that we're struggling with in our communities, and especially our urban communities, are food deserts. And we're starting to rebuild, and central states playing an integral part in rebuilding those urban gardens. You want to talk a little bit about that and what what's happening there and how important that is to our urban communities. It really is an extremely important thing. Like like you talked about, there's a lot of food deserts where it's just not easy to get not just good food, but food in general. And so by having ur- urban gardens, and I know that our extension service has been working in several different places, setting up urban gardens, teaching people how to plant, how to work the gardens, and then at the very end of it, They have classes on how to use the fresh foods, how to cook them to maintain their nutritional content, um, which is also very important. It really is a big help for health to have those kinds of fresh foods and have access to those fresh foods. I mean, we've run into children that didn't realize where carrots come from you know, that they come out of the ground or, or how we actually can grow our food. So that in and of itself is a very important thing to teach them young. This is where food comes from. This is how we grow it. This is how it's grown so that it's the healthiest food we can have. And this is how to cook it. So basically what we're talking about is nutritional education at the, at the most fundamental levels in our, in our schools, especially our preschools, correct? Most, de- most definitely, yes. And how, do we, how does that translate into communicating with those schools through the activities at Central State University to help those schools educate our young people and those, those kids in the early development stages, and sometimes the parents, too, to be able to know that they're getting what they need to make sure that they're living a long and healthy lifestyle starting at those early ages? Yeah, we have several programs here at Central State. Uh, The biggest one is the Seed to Bloom. It's a summer program where students come in and they work with the agriculture research folks here, learning how to plant things, learning how to grow things. Um, And they have lots of... um, a lot of children that run through that. We also have extension service, which provides classes to uh, teachers 
and they also provide classes that the students and the parents can come to together. Um, I'm working with a member of our psychology fa uh, faculty, and we are looking at how we can decrease the amount of sugar-sweetened beverages that our rural population tends to drink. Uh, you wouldn't know it, but the rural population tends to drink more sugar-sweetened beverages um, than our, our city population. Oh, do. wow. So we're looking at why that occurs. We're trying to figure out, you know, how we can get the education out there that are other things that you should probably be drinking instead of uh, a soft drink. You're listening to In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of In Ohio Country Today television show and one of our fine sponsors of course is central state university we're on the phone right now with kathleen carter dr carter is the associate professor of exercise science at central state university under the department of agricultural and life sciences we're talking about nutrition we're talking about exercise and we're also talking about education so what are you doing as far as teaching those students at central state university what kind of uh, topics are you covering under that particular program? Well, we have recently started a nutrition minor, um, and we did that because we had a lot of our agricultural students who really wanted to know the other side, not just the, the growing of the food and, and that, but also looking at the nutrition side. So we start with a global nutrition class where we talk about just food sources, you know, where we get our food from, you know, where it goes to, how do we ship it. Then it goes into nutrition across the lifespan. So we talk about in that class the different nutritional requirements of different life stages. So as you are an adolescent, you may need more of certain vitamins and minerals than as you're getting older. And one of the big things that research is showing right now is that as we get older, we need more protein. Uh, by making sure we get more protein in, then we're maintaining our muscle mass and our strength a little bit more than we would have been. Um, after that, we have a disease and nutrition course that talks about diabetes, um, different kinds of lung issues, what we can do, let's say if you have pneumonia, what kind of things can you do to help people recover from that? And we also have an athletic nutrition course where we look at, you know, training, what kind of things do you need to build strength, to build muscle, what kind of things do you need to eat if you're going to be a distance runner, um, and how do we recover? And one of the things that I think the agricultural community doesn't think too much about and that is the recovery phase. If you're out doing a lot mm. of physical work, it's the same as an athlete in training. And so you still need to do the proper nutrition to be able to recover and be able to go back at it the next day to the best of your ability. I always like to think of them as uh, farming athletes. It's just a different type wow. of workout that they do than the regular athletes do. Wow. Um, and it, 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 I try to teach our students to look at people in, in that light. So uh, when I was in Louisville, we did some research with the uh, Port Knox and looking at their wounded warriors. And we simply called them soldier athletes. 
and it changes the perspective. Yes, now I'm an athlete and I have to train and I have to recover and I have to keep myself in peak condition. Well, you could tell that you spent some time in Louisville because you actually set it right. <laughs> from somebody's, it's not Louisville, that's for sure. <laughs> no, that's for sure. On the phone with us right now is Kathleen Carter from Central State University. Kathleen is the Associate Professor of Exercise Science at CSU under the Department of Agricultural and Life Sciences. One of the things that you just mentioned, you talked about global nutrition. And at CSU, one of the benefits that you have at being at that university is the diverse faculty. So is there a connection there between able to draw on those experiences from the faculty members who come from all over the world to teach at CSU and how you implement those into your uh, program? Well, I love the fact that our faculty is so very diverse here. And it brings a lot of different perspectives to different courses. And one of the things that we have every fall here is what we call a taste of the world. And it's where faculty members bring in food from their native countries and students come in and they taste the food and they talk about how it's cooked. Um, we look at some of the nutritional content of some of the food and it really is very, very well received where they come in uh, we have one researcher that works uh, primarily on bees, and she brought in, oh, goodness, they were called cricket cricket snaps, or mm. I think that's what they were called. But, you know, looking at different alternative food sources that we may not necessarily think of here, different types of vegetables that aren't necessarily grown here in this country. So it gives a good idea of the different types of crops and the different types of cooking methods that there are globally you know it's interesting one of the things that you mentioned as far as the crickets goes back to talking about more proteins into the diet crickets from what i know and tell me if i'm wrong are pretty high in protein and in protein yep. is more than just eating meat you know there's a lot of vegetables that you can get protein from why don't you talk a little about about that diversity of protein sources you just mentioned crickets maybe some soy products or some other things that you work with in educating people about the diversity of protein sources well good protein sources if you don't want to eat crickets <laughs> which is not high on my list <laughs> you know we have lots of products that are made out of um, soy so particularly tofu, which was really a big product for a while, um, it's kind of fallen out of favor a little bit. But there's also things like beans, legumes, certain types of rices that can have new, uh, protein that can, can really help us build up our protein without having to eat a large amount of, of meat. I tend not to eat a lot of meat just simply because... Um, it's not that I don't like it, because I really do, but I just find myself feeling better when I eat more vegetables and more beans and legumes and, and things along those lines. On the phone with us once again is Kathleen Carter. She's the Associate Professor of Exercise Science at Central State University, and you're listening to In Ohio Country Today podcast. And we're going to take a little break right now. We'll be back with Kathleen right after this timeout. 
We're at the edge of the Beaver Creek wetlands, and this is Japanese knotweed. It's an invasive species into the wetlands, and they do not want to use chemicals that pollute the water and the air. We're approaching nine billion people on this planet. Nearly 800 million people, that's one in nine, currently are food insecure globally. It's a multi-dimensional problem, and we need a diverse workforce with international savvy and knowledge in agricultural policy, business, and science to combat this challenge. We must find new ways of farming, processing, and distributing food. This is already happening with the addition of sustainable practices in farming, precision agriculture, conservation, and urban gardening, just to name a few initiatives. We want to solve this problem here at Central State, and we have teams of students and faculty that are doing research in precision agriculture to kill weeds without the use of chemicals. We're taking directed energy and adapting that to the field use, agriculture use, and even to trees to try to kill pests in those areas. Our job as an 1890 land-grant institution is to take the research that we do here on campus and then make it applicable to the real world. On the phone with us once again is Kathleen Carter. She's the Associate Professor of Exercise Science at Central State University, and you're listening to In Ohio Country Today podcast. Kathleen, you mention in your bio, if you will, that you realize that nutrition is only part of health, but exercise also plays a key part in maintaining health over a lifespan. So let's talk about some of the things that you discuss in your program about exercise, some of the simple things that people can do on a regular basis to make sure that they're staying healthy, especially our farm community. Well, one of the first things that, that I try to get through to our students is there's a big difference between physical activity and exercise. Physical activity is you're up and moving around. Maybe you work in logistics, so you're walking around a plant and you're shipping boxes. You know, that's good physical activity. What it doesn't do is raise your heart rate into the training zone. And so you really need to get some type of aerobic exercise that is going to help with your heart health and also help to keep your uh, the fats in your blood down. So a lot of people will tell me, but I'm active all day. I don't need to do exercise. Active is good. It's very, very good. But at the same time, you still need to add in some strength training exercises and you also need to make sure you get your heart rate up into the training zone three to five days a week. Little things you can do for that, you know, maybe you want to jog out to the barn or, um, you know, go up. I always tell people, don't take the elevator, go up the stairs. You really can add quite a bit of aerobic exercise to your day just simply by avoiding things like elevators and escalators. Um, by, by walking quickly various places instead of just kind of taking the truck. Um, and a good example of that is this morning we were moving some equipment and I started walking to the next building and the, the, the movers were like, why are you walking? 
well, why are you driving? <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> much easier to get some good steps in just by walking. By the time you get in your truck and you drive, I was over there anyway. So, you know, just by putting little things into your day like that can really help your health overall. Kathleen, I'm kind of curious about one thing. It says that you trained in martial arts for over 17 years and you've earned a fourth degree black belt. Can we talk a little bit about your martial arts training and what you've been able to bring out of that and put into your program and teach other people about safe things that they can do to exercise and increase their heart rate and to recover from those hours that they spend working on the farm or doing those physical activities? Well, martial arts was a lot of fun. I had uh, a really good time with that, and I was an instructor for a while, which was also a, a lot of fun. And one of the things that I really learned with the martial arts is how reaction times are very important. And as we get older, our reaction times tend to slow down. So by really focusing and training on, you know, small exercises throughout the day, you manage to keep your reaction times up. And as an example of that, let's say you're walking and you, you hit a small branch or something in the yard. If your reaction times are good, you're going to be able to catch yourself. You're not going to be, you're not going to be falling down. If your reaction times are slower, you're going to end up on the ground and hopefully not injured. You just get up and maybe injured your pride. But making sure that you you stay in some kind of good physical shape is going to help keep you very independent. Uh, my parents in their 80s are still living in their own home you know, by themselves. We'll go in and help occasionally, but they both maintain their strength and you know they're capable of, of taking care of the farm by themselves which i think is is fabulous well that's interesting that you mentioned reaction times because when you're talking about our ag community you know a lot of them when you're around livestock and different types of livestock and different things that you have to do to move that livestock around and sometimes even whether you're dealing with horses or pigs or cows you know, they're always a little jumpy, too. So having good reaction times on the farm, including not only livestock, but we're talking about dealing with PTO shafts and machines and just being aware and being attentive to your environment in which you which you're in and creating those good skills to help maintain a safe environment is really what it's all about. Right. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. One of the fun things in martial arts that you learn is what we used to call um, soft vision. And it is a way of looking at your environment where you pick up more than what you typically would. So we always did it in the guise of self-defense. So you want to make sure that you keep an eye on what's going on in your periphery so somebody can't surprise you. But if you're out working on the farm, being able to see if something isn't working correctly, if, if somebody or, you know, one of the horses goes a little crazy and starts running towards you, that you can see it in time to get out of the way. And that's going to keep your injuries down and, and keep you working. 
And that happens all the time when you're bailing hay, bailing straw, you know, taking, you know, taking those on or in a, off a conveyor or, or whatever that, that happens all the time. You know, you're not paying attention to the guy taking it off. You're just throwing it on. And, you know, again, gets back to that reaction time. And like you said, that's kind of cool. Soft vision. That's really, is, is that, is that what you called it? Soft vision once again? Yep. That's what we called it. Yeah. And, and just paying attention to, to all of your environment. That's really cool. That's mm-hmm. some really great stuff. Kathleen Carter is our guest. She's the associate professor of exercise science at Central State University. And we're talking about nutrition and exercise in our ag community. But it's something that can apply to everyone, regardless of what environment you're working. A lot of people are at home right now and they're dealing with the stress of having kids and trying to work at home are people who are still working out in the factories have to deal with all these same types of stressors and making sure that you're healthy with what you eat and making sure that you exercise and stay physically fit to do those things is going to help you take it to the next level. Anything else you want to add to that, Kathleen? No, I think, um, that pretty much sums it up. I just would like for our farming communities to think more about their physical activity and their exercise. Um, we can come out and kind of analyze some of the movements that we're doing and how they can strengthen different things to make things a little bit easier for them. Um, we'd look forward to working with them on that. Well, that's really cool. It's neat that you're, you're able to get out on the farm and help them in a one-on-one situation if necessary. So if people want more information about that, where do they go? Well, they can email me at kcarter2 at centralstate.edu, or they can give me a call. I'm at 937-376-6279. Kathleen Carter has been our guest. Dr. Carter is the Associate Professor of Exercise Science at Central State University, and we want to thank the Department of Agricultural and Life Sciences for that sponsorship, not only here on our podcast, but on our TV show, in Ohio Country today. For more information, you can always check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. Kathleen, thanks for joining us. Thank you. And have a good day, everybody.